You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Welcome back to a new week, a new week of the Wild Soul Podcast. My name is Shannon Queen Namaste. I am the host of this podcast where we talk about all things under the sun. We talk about things wild. We share people's stories and elevate the consciousness. Yeah. This week, I am really excited because I have a wonderful, beautiful, crazy soul on the podcast. Her name is Georgia Lagore. And how we met was rather funny because we actually grew up in the same town and we met halfway across the world or all the way across the world in Bali, Indonesia this past May. And we did yoga teacher training together and as soon as we met, we knew that we were sisters. And Georgia shares her story about her struggling with mental health and an eating disorder We talk about her travels and where she is now because she is still not in Canada. She is living in the land down under. So it is with hope that you enjoy this episode and learn maybe some things about mental health that you may have not heard before. And while you're listening, Georgia also decided to start a podcast and her podcast is on iTunes and Spotify as the Soulful Podcast. So if you like what you hear today, give her podcast a subscribe, a rating, a review, spread the love, and we're going to get into Georgia's story right now. Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> The devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> there's songs that start with Georgia. There's so many songs. My favorite is Vance Joy. How does that go? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> great. Good start. I can't right now. <laughs> can we just have this podcast like just featuring my laugh the whole time? Like you can make me laugh. <laughs> so much georgia welcome to the wild soul podcast Woohoo! i'm so honored oh i am honored i am honored it's been too long it's been too long and i'm so excited to see your beautiful face talk to you and hear your laugh all right For those people that don't know who you are, who is Georgia? I am from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And I am turning 23 very soon. And I am a yoga teacher and I work in hospitality. And well, that's a really interesting question. Like, who are you? And you automatically just go to explain like twenty, like your age and you know your name and all that stuff and what you do. And 
but yeah, I think what like I've really realized over the last little while is that like that's definitely not who I am. And yeah, so I I guess I can describe myself as somebody who likes adventure and travel and um art and and movement and nature and just like you know trying new things and challenging myself so um yeah that's kind of what I am all about um as of right now I'm in Australia and I'm living away from home and working and just chilling so that's kind of who I am (laughs) and what I am like right now in this moment (laughs) in this moment living your best life in Australia yep trying you look really happy. <laughs> yeah, I am happy. I'm I'm like a lot happier than I've been in a while, I think. Not I think, I know. Mm-hmm. Um and part of that I think has to do with like starting to teach again, like teach yoga and oh it's you know, it's only been like two classes in the past like two weeks or week and a half or whatever. But um yeah, I've just been like you know, having better, like, just self-care time and, like, you know, um, kind of, like, getting some some things in balance with, like, my health and, like, how I'm treating myself, and um, that's been really great, and I've found another source of, like, movement for my body that has been making me really happy again, which has been Pilates, which is like really really fun and I yeah I just have a really great group of people around me like a community and um I live with Jen which is um one of our like our friends that we met in Bali in our yoga teacher training and so um I I've stayed with them when I when I first got here and then um now I'm actually living with them for the last like three two two to three months that I'm here in Melbourne so that's also really helped because it's like very homey here and yeah so I think there's a lot to be said for just like the space that I've surrounded myself with and the people and um just like my hobbies and so that's why I think I'm a lot happier. <laughs> so environment yeah. plays a very important role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm that's that. I'm happy that you are a happy girlfriend. And I, I totally want to dive deeper into the whole the whole thing and your story and yeah, if way we could go back to the beginning a little bit because we just met recently, I guess, but I felt like, I feel like I've known you forever, but obviously yeah. not really know each other like what five months <laughs> I know yeah yeah I think we've like we definitely knew about each other like a little longer than that like I knew about you like maybe a year ago and then I didn't really like we never talked or anything and I think we just had each other on um like social media and I knew you through my mom and she went to your uh your classes and then we met in Bali, which was super magical. Oh, Bali. 
the best. Yeah. Yeah. Instant besties. <laughs> like we arrived at the same time too, which was so cool. Do you remember that? Like you I know. And I was in the car. We're like, hey, so easy and perfect. Yes. You were just like sitting in the front seat and I could just tell I was like, that's definitely you. We <laughs> <laughs> shared coconuts and it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was so good. It became instant BFFs and yeah, I kind of wish you were here, but you're living your life there, which secretly I'm so jealous of. I like to travel and do that. Yeah. What you're doing and to, to you're just like to know yourself and to have this awareness at 22 years old. It's very cool because when I was 22 years old, uh, <laughs> I was here, but I was not here. <laughs> my body was here, but my mind was on auto- autopilot somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yeah, so yeah. I'm really in, interested to talk about like some stuff that you shared with me in Bali about like mental health and your past. So whatever yeah. you want to talk about is on the table or off the table, like you call it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I'll kind of start off by kind of going back to the beginning, like three or sorry, four years ago five years ago even, um, like when I was in grade 11 and 12, I, yeah, I was working really hard to earn a softball scholarship. And so I was really into like training and going to the gym and like, you know, um, just like working really hard and it was something I really loved. And so it kind of developed into, um, it kind of progressed into being more aware about like what I was putting into my body and like, you know, um, what kind of foods like had certain effects and like, you know, doing a lot of research about like healthy eating. And, um, that really, um, took in subconsciously a downward spiral. Um, and I started to kind of put like all my energy and effort into, what I was eating and then my working out, um, based on like my environment around playing softball. So, um, I never like want to blame anybody or blame any environment or situation for what I went through because mental health is a very like broad spectrum, but it definitely did have an impact on me and how I started to feel about playing ball. And that was, was starting to kind of turn me against it. And I didn't want to go anymore to practice or to games because I was kind of just really verbally abused and didn't feel like I was good enough. And everything that I was doing, I felt like I wasn't, I just, I couldn't, I wasn't worthy of like where I was at at my level and so I just channeled that anger and that lack of worthiness into trying to change my body and trying to um just you know like trying to lift more and trying to run faster run further and trying to control like like how much I ate throughout the day and like and just watching what I ate and like whatever so 
I, yeah, so like my grade 12 year kind of developed into this like very controlled day by day, like, you know, meal prep and then like get up early study and, you know, um, just like I was pretty much a loner. Like I just did my own thing. And um, so, yeah, so then um, I was really just wanting to like get out and like run away from that, like that life and just wanted to get onto college and like start fresh with Bob because I had this belief in my mind that like starting fresh the new school and like um, going to this collegiate softball experience would just be like the best thing. And it's my, it was my dream. And um, yeah, but eventually, but basically I got to school and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I, um, was at like a newly, um, a new, new softball program that just started. And so it was like, you know, just the, the girls that I played with, like they had heart and they had passion for the game, but it just wasn't at like the level that I had I had been playing back in Canada. It was just very different and not to say that's better or worse, but it just, it wasn't as much, much of a challenge for me. Um, and that's not why I stopped. It was, it was more just like a mentality thing and um, that I just, I don't know. I just didn't, um, I was just scared of, you know, my past with how I was treated, you know, back in my, in my, um, Canadian, uh, back at, um, in Canada. So, um, so yeah. And I, so I just like tried to get out of it. I tried to like figure out how I could get home and like, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And, and, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, earlier about like space and environment and your, your people and people that I was surrounded by had a big impact on me. Um, I didn't vibe with like most of the girls on my team. I vibed with maybe just like one or two. And then I, I had a couple of friends outside of the ball team and I had this lovely older couple that like took me in as their own, but I still just isolated myself and just tried to like, you know, take my mind off of the things that were really hurting me. So that developed into, you know, looking into other diets and like cutting down on other things that I was eating, like food groups. Um, so that by the time I was, um, by the time Christmas came along and I went home, I was basically eating paleo, which is this caveman diet shit. So it's like what the caveman used to eat. And so, but even then, like, it's just like a really bullshit kind of thing because, um, it's like cutting out a lot of the essential food groups that you need for like energy and just to like get nutrients for your body. Anyways, so basically it's just like eggs and nuts and fruit and veg and meat and um, anything natural that like comes from the earth pretty much. And it's just like, yeah, so that's basically all, we, all I was doing. And then um, went home for Christmas. I had a really great time at Christmas, but still like was really restrictive and tried to do more working out. And like, that's when I first tried hot yoga with my mom and hot, hot workout classes mainly. Um, and I went back to school and I did not have a roommate when I got back to school. So I was like even more isolated. So I had this like room to myself. I 
um, was doing CrossFit every single day. And then I literally did the same kind of food regimen like every single day. And then, yeah, by the time spring break came, my mom came to like came to Arizona for our like softball tournament. And she was like, there's definitely like a change in you like since um, I last saw you over Christmas. And she didn't really say a lot towards that, but she definitely could tell. And she's like, you know, she made a few comments like you can't like lose any more weight and like all this stuff. And um, I tried, I like reassured her and she believed me because I'm her daughter and like, you know, she just, just believed me. And then um, my, also my coach came to visit and surprised me to watch me play, which was my grade 10, 11 coach. And I absolutely adore him and his family. And um, I like, you know, just, I was just kind of giving me, giving my like minimum effort to play ball. And then when I saw him there, I was like, holy shit, like, I just, he's going to tell, he's going to tell that I don't want to be here if I just give my minimum. So then I like stepped it up and, um, but still then I was just like really embarrassed to be on that team. I just was embarrassed for myself and the team that I chose to be on because of, you know, him being there. And I felt like I let him down and I let a lot of people down anyways. So I went home eventually after like this, the end of the year, cause that was the deal. I just said I was going to come home after that year and not do it anymore. And when I got home, it got even worse because I was in the security in my own home. So I just started working and then I, I still was working out like more than once a day and um, lying to myself and lying to my family, my friends. And then um, with the support of my mom and my, my family, um, mainly my mom though, she got me to go see a doctor and that's where he, you know, like weighed me and just like, you know, said that this was like too low of a weight for me to be on and kind of refer, started to refer me to like an eating disorder specialist and, um, and just, you know, kind of started to go from there. And so when that kind of all happened, I wasn't really like, I didn't really come to terms with it yet until I finally found a family doctor and I went and then she, you know, told me the things I was at risk for, which were like a heart attack. And um, I wasn't allowed to do any more cardio um, because of that reason. So once I started to get things taken away from me, like privileges that like my body could do for so long, that's when it kind of really hit me. And I was more just like scared that I was like, wasn't able to do these things. I was going to gain so much weight back and I was just going to blow up, um, which isn't true. And so, but it, again, that's just, that was my disorder talking. Um, so yeah, but I was also really just, it really also hit me that I wasn't able to do these things. So, yes. um, sorry to interrupt. So when you're saying like it hit, it hit you that you weren't able to do those things to do, do you mean like it hit you that you knew you had an eating disorder or? Yeah. Yeah. It hit me that I had a problem and that you were in denial up until. Yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, 
I basically kind of started my recovery and during the recovery and this whole like realization kind of period, that's when my relationship of just over a year ended. Um, and it all happened for a reason. Like at the time I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is horrible. Like I, I'm devastated. Like, you know, um, I, like I'm still the same person. I haven't changed. It's just me. Like I'm going through, like I'm sick. And I realized that even though that I was sick, like I wasn't able to, and I was still the same person inside, but at the, at the time I wasn't, that I still wasn't able to be with somebody um, because, you know, it wasn't fair to that person. It wasn't fair to everybody around me. And um, and it wasn't fair to myself either. And I realized that, um, like further down the road that I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have probably gotten better for a long time if I was still in a relationship. So anyways, I continued on to the, like the physical aspect of getting better. I didn't really work a lot in the emotional. I did like some like mental, like exercises with like getting better at my relationship with food but in terms of like emotional um like mental health I wasn't like dealing with stuff I wasn't dealing with like my problems with my emotional abuse from softball I wasn't dealing with my my family um trauma which um which I know had an impact when like my dad had a stroke like many years ago um, prior to my eating disorder developing. So yeah, like it just, I never dealt with all that stuff. So when I was starting to get better physically, it, you know, I was doing a lot better in my life. I had a stable job that I was starting to really like thrive at and making so many friends and just creating this really great community of people that supported me. And, um, so I, you know, was feeling stronger the year after and I, like started working a lot more to start going um to save up to go to bali to do my first yoga training because i discovered that i actually really um really enjoyed yoga in the whole process of my recovery so um i decided i was going to make a whole big trip out of it so it was my first like you know abroad like international um trip so i went to bali went to thailand vietnam and singapore and then um came back home and thought that i was like so happy and like just on this high of like life and um and i was but i was you know off my medication because i just went off of it abruptly when i was away traveling and it just went downhill from there again so i got into teaching right away um, teaching at like a hot yoga studio, fitness, a lot of fitness classes that were, wasn't true to what I wanted to do. And, um, I was just working myself to the ground. I, I actually started to get, you know, into this really bad, deep depression state again. And, um, some more eating disorder behaviors started to come up and, um, working as a server like really long hours and then also teaching in the heat so much and so I started to smoke weed like after I would teach I would get in the car I would drive home smoke a joint before I went inside the house go inside the house high and then just like 
be this totally different, horrible person. Like I was like, it was just, yeah, I was, you know, just verbally abusive to my mom many times. And, um, yeah, it like went on like that for a long time. Um, I started to take on less classes because I wanted to make better, more and better money working at my other job. So, um, cause I wanted to like save up and just move away. Like I was that messed up. I was like that, like rebellious at this time I was hanging out with this, you know, with the wrong people. So I was like working just like my ass off and I just wanted to save up as much as I could to just like flee the country and like come to Australia, which is where I am now. But why, anyways, why do you think that um, working really hard and saving your money to go away? Why is that rebellious? Um, just because like my intentions were wrong. Cause I was like, I want to run away from my problems Mm-hmm. And I want to run away from my relationships that I have at home. I wanted to run away from my mom. I wanted to run away from everybody that I just, why? I felt. Why did you run away from them? Um, because I just had a really bad relationship with them at the time because of the way I was treating myself. And I made myself believe that I didn't like their interests and their interests for me weren't, wasn't in my best interest so I believe that they were like wanting the wrong things for me and they were like against me and all this stuff like I just I just I made up this story in my head pretty much and um and I just yeah it was a very interesting time for me because I felt like a very different person like if I look back sorry if if I look back and I think about the way that I thought back then and I think about the way that I treat other people like I was this like I was just so so different like I I just you know I didn't I didn't care I just cared about myself and the next high you know and I did a like you know and that started to bring up a lot of like you know, driving intoxicated, like after work, I would just like smoke as much as I could and then drive home and then like pass out. And so, um, yeah, I just did not like, I did not, the reason why this, you know, the whole addictive, um, aspect of marijuana came into my life was because I loved the feeling of not feeling (laughs) anymore because it didn't let me feel Um, and that felt like better at times than it did when I was starving myself. So I, you know, but there was a lot of, you know, harm to my body during that time because there was, it was so inconsistent with like when I ate, there was no, like, there was no in like consistency with like my days if anything, the consistency was like working really long hours and really late and then getting off, getting super stoned and then finally maybe eating something and then going to sleep. Like it was just like this like really bad pattern. And so um, at the end of that year, and this is working towards 2018, the end of 2018, that's when I kind of cut ties with some people, cut ties with some people that I knew weren't serving me well in my life. 
and bringing on, you know, bringing on me smoking weed daily. I just was like, I can't do this. Like, so I canceled my trip that I was going to go on. I, I started to just like really wake up from the fact that I was doing a lot of wrong. Um, and not treating the people around me that loved me and cared about me the most, like the worst. And, um, so yeah, so 20, um, sorry, this would be the end of 2017. I'm just getting mixed up here, but then the beginning of 2019, that's when, um, I, you know, I wasn't really smoking any more weed, but then I was starting to drink more. So then I was drinking, a lot after work I would get off work and it was just like a rite of passage like here's a drink it's just free like it's just like whatever and I you know was still on this pattern of driving home like let's just have three drinks and like after you haven't eaten anything in a long time and so now you're driving and you are all of a sudden home and that went on for a long time and I what really made me want to stop drinking was actually kind of the wrong intention like it didn't make me feel good at all but like I was more on the as like the impression of my body's changing now because I'm drinking more and I don't feel good about my body image mm -hmm. so I was like I need to stop drinking and so and then during that time I had no depressant I had no medication I was on I was no not smoking any weed I was not drinking so there was a whole month where I was super super emotional and like I was in these like panic attack states where I just couldn't stop crying and um like going into work or whatever and um it was that would probably be like my I would say like my biggest rock bottom because I just didn't want to do anything like I want I didn't want to exist I didn't want to like actually have the act of like killing myself but I just didn't want to exist if that makes any sense <laughs> mm -hmm. um and yeah so you know again with the help of my mom and like people closest to me I I kind of from there on out like was really pushed to go see a doctor like my family doctor to get put back on my medication again or try like a new formula and something different and I was encouraged to start therapy and um I with the you know the help of therapy and the help of you know this the medication I literally explained to people that like the medication was 10 percent and the the work of my own and you know hobbies and you know exercises um both physical and mentally was like the gateway to like making that like last year like probably the best year I had in a long time because um I was actually doing the work finally to get over my very very first addiction which was the eating disorder so kind of um, treated one addiction for another yeah yeah so without like getting to the root causes of it like yeah yeah and kind of running from it because yeah like you were saying you just want yeah. 
plane ticket and GTFO. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's like kind of the story for sure. Like, you know, I, um, I, you know, moving away and going traveling was literally such a great decision. You know, and then when I started to settle and get here in Australia where I had to start working again and well, I wanted to start working again and, and just like, you know, have a different um, type of pace, I guess, for my life, which was just to kind of ground myself again and have a different lifestyle from, you know, on the go backpacking and stuff. Um, it still brought up a lot of hurdles for me. Like I still went through a lot of phases of depression again and sadness and, you know, an eating disorder um, behaviors, you know, and that's why I had to, um, about like a month and a half, half ago, I had to remove the label of what I gave myself three years ago, which was going vegan. And so um, I don't label myself as like a certain type of um, like health um, lifestyle diet or anything anymore, because I just, I want to be able to live without restriction and and not have to worry so much about what is in something, you know, when what matters most to me is like memories and moments shared with people. And, um, and it is still like a struggle sometimes, but I've actually never felt better since being in Australia once making those few changes. And yeah, so. Um, that's awesome. I feel like that's relatively new because if weren't we in Bali and you were saying that you were a vegan. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when we met each other, like, I knew that you were recently vegan, and we talked a lot about it. And I was vegan in Bali and stuff. And, um, you know, but I came when I came to here, and I, like a month into being here, I was just hitting some really big, like energy drops. And like, I was just feeling so unmotivated. And I just, I just was not giving myself the, like, the nutrients I needed. And I even wasn't even taking the proper like supplements for like, the fact that I haven't eaten meat like in so long. So I was lacking in B12, which is a major, um, which is a major um, like um, source of, or what's it called? Um, it's a vital. Yeah, and it, like a lot of people, yeah, but a lot of people undergo depression from the lack of B12 and can actually have thoughts of suicide. And it happened to, it happened to one of my like unrelated family, unrelated family, family, family members, like many years ago where it, like it almost like led to that. So, um, I, yeah, I do have to, I did realize like, wow, like I need to like step up my game and like actually take care of myself. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been like literally the greatest thing and I have no shame about the way that I eat or what I put in my body be in terms of comparing myself to somebody else um, based on if it's vegan or if it's not vegan because I need to do what's best for my body and I don't I would never go back to that mm. <laughs> 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 and I'm not putting anybody to shame that is vegan because I do have respect for it but I I just I 
um, if it works for you, it does. And if you've found a way that you feel really great doing it, then that's amazing. But like, so what you're saying is you're not giving yourself a label, like you're going to eat how you're going to eat. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I guess I can say like, I'm mainly, I'm mainly plant-based and vegetarian and whatever, but I eat eggs probably once a week now. Um, I have eaten salmon a few times, um, the last two months. Um, and I had hollandaise sauce for the first time a few weeks ago. Like I would, and it didn't make me feel super shitty. Like, um, you know, and I just, I don't know. It just, uh, it felt good to like, just enjoy like the day and the moment that I was in and not worry about like, you know, whatever I was worrying about before. <laughs> I feel that. You just said so much, and I'm trying to unpack everything that you said. <laughs> no, I know. I did I did have a long story about the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk more about, like, like, do you, like, looking back in hindsight, because there's obviously a lot of girls and people in general, I feel, that struggle with eating disorders and their mental health, and I feel like we don't really talk about it as much as we talk about other things. Yeah. Um, um, and you were saying the like verbal abuse that you got from like your softball team and stuff and a couple instances with your family, like what do you, do you feel like you've conquered your disorder and or if you haven't, like, do you have the awareness as to what maybe made you go down that road in the first place? Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I'll always, not always, but like, um, I have faith that I will kind of, I will go through a full recovery. And I think actually the first step for me to, um, to doing that recently actually just started, which was when I removed the label of having anything to do with a food restriction and um, I yeah like I I do recognize the days that I um, you know maybe feel like I need to eat less because I didn't work out or I didn't go to Pilates or I didn't go do something um, and that does happen like still it does happen like I'll I'll be like, oh, I just have work today, so I don't need to, like, have three meals. Like, I, my brain is still, like, working through some behavioral issues when it comes to that. Um, but I think that a lot of where um, I was really traumatized with when it comes to softball was with the worthiness for myself and certain um, character traits and abilities that I have now that I don't recognize. So, um, when it comes to food and like the body image stuff, I think that has a lot to do with, um, that's just like an addiction that I like resorted to because it made me feel really good about myself. Um, and it kind of progressed when I like with social media and the aspects of our society, um, in ways, of course, that has an impact on like everybody. Um, but even more so, ball and the abuse that happened there 
has a lot to do with everyday things that I go through, like without food and working out at all, like, you know, working at a new job or, you know, like the belief in myself that I can teach a yoga class or, um, that like I am loved by, you know, a really good friend that I just, I've been hanging out with lately and believing that they like me for who I am. I don't have to change for that person or, you know, I have this ability to do this thing and I don't recognize that I like am happy doing it and I'm good at it or giving myself credit or for the pack for the fact that um, I had done so much already. So it plays a lot like that whole time in my life has a lot to do with just believing in myself and having confidence today, I would say more so than anything. So, um, and then like everything else, like the food and the, the body image exercise, that's just kind of like, that's one of those things that I just kind of rely on as an addiction to like comfort me and to make me feel better about myself when I am having a really hard time believing in myself with other things in my life. So if I'm getting this correctly, you, the addiction has kind of stemmed off of the fact that you didn't necessarily believe in yourself or had the confidence that you thought you should have. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah, and I am thinking about that now, like, cause I guess you, when you were in high school, you guys had social media, right? Pardon me. When you were in high school, like grade nine and eight or whatever, did you guys have social media? Um, I actually never got Instagram until I was in college. Oh, wow. Good for you. But it was around, right? But yeah, like there was Facebook and there was MSN and there was MSN. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I can understand. Like I still have those days too. Like now more so being a full grown adult, I have (laughs) the, um, what am I trying to say? I have this comparison game that I play, which I know is not great, but I played that comparison game more so now than I did back when I was younger, but I can see when you're younger and you grow up in the social media age that you have way more opportunity to compare yourself to others because it is right up in your face. Yeah, yeah, just when I was in high school, we, Facebook just like started, it was like 2005 and people were like, what the hell is Facebook? (laughs) So, so much, but like, um, magazines were and like celebrities and models and stuff. But now with the whole fact that like anybody can be like quote unquote celebrity and anyone can tune their photos now, which is so crazy to me anyway. So it's like you have this idea of like what perfection is in your brain and the fact that your brains are still developing. I feel like when we're in our teenage years, like sometimes we don't think super straight or I know we don't. No, no. And like our minds are like literally, they're so, they're so interesting because they can literally take something that's so small and make it like 
like blow it out of proportion and like create this whole big lie based around this one thing you saw or you heard and just like make the story up about yourself. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Never ending like story. Destructive. Super destructive. Yeah. What, what do you think was the turning point for you when you were like, okay, I'm seriously going to work on this. And, um, I, I really do think that it was most recently, like most recently as like two months ago, because, because being away traveling, I found myself comparing a lot, like still like, you know, just, you know, because I met, I would meet so many different people from traveling and so many different body types and comparing my body to theirs and, you know, um, and things that they have done and stuff. And I was just like, this is exhausting me. Like, I'm so tired of like not accepting myself and loving myself and where I'm at today. And, um, and I just, I just was tired of not being happy, just like being able to like walk, you know, have a day off and just like walk to the, walk to the store, or just like walk down the street and just like, just be happy and like, just be good and content with the, with my own company. And, um, I, you know, have been doing a lot of things for the past like year and a half that have really contributed to my mental health. Like, um, I don't mind saying this, but like going celibate, like, yeah, I know you can't, I don't believe that you can like, you know, go back on your virginity or anything, but like becoming celibate for like a, a long time has really helped me give myself back some self-worth and respect, um, for just like my physical body and what I know I deserve. Um, and the aspect of, you know, becoming sober like over a year and a half ago. Um, so doing those things and, and going traveling that was like, were huge steps in therapy and everything. But, you know, I think most recently was my biggest turning point, which was the whole, you know, just taking better care of myself. Like when it came to, you know, just be more intuitive with what my body needs, like, you know, certain vitamins and like B12 and okay, like I'm going to eat this piece of cheese and it's not vegan, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, or, you know, just like it, it sounds so small, but like it's, it's literally been such a big, um, has had such a big impact on me for, like how I'm able to live my day to day now. So that's awesome, Jojo. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what would be like your advice to someone who is like going through this right now, either in the midst of an eating disorder or an addiction? What would you <laughs> Yeah, so um I I have this um 
this theory or this belief that in um, this is my own opinion, but I think that everybody has some form of food disorder at one time or another in their life. Um, and because there's so many different kinds of them, right? Like there can be, you know, using food for comfort, like taking more than you need and, or taking not enough that you need for your body. And, um, you know, or there's the fear of certain foods and there's the fear, like there's the wane aspect. There's the, there's the orthorexia where like, you know, working out and healthy eating lifestyle is, is a, you're obsessed with. And that happens so much like in every society that I've been or surrounded by. Um, so I, I would say to, I think just everybody out there that has ever had a thought about, you know, trying to change their body or, you know, fearing something that they're going to eat or it's going to make them fat or they can't eat for the rest of the day or whatever thoughts that they've had based around food in general, not, not speaking to any specific person or even a specific group of people like labeling them as eating disorder. Um, like, yeah, anorexic or whatever. Um, I'm just speaking to the general population around that thought pattern that I would just try to find some intuitiveness with your life and try to go back to the basics of like what you enjoyed doing when you were younger, like where, you know, finding hobbies that make you happy, um, you know, seeking out like help and, and therapy and therapy can be in so many different aspects, like therapy from a friend or a family member or a professional, um, just finding that right person for you to talk to because sometimes you just need a different perspective and sometimes you just need to just get the, you know, you just need to get talking and sometimes just talking about it or you writing about it, you know, can really open up your mind and realize like what has been holding you back or been getting you stuck. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, the intuitiveness for your life, I would say the, the, like what makes you happy, your hobbies, like going back to the basics and just like seeking out help and support. Um, because for me, like that has been, that is why I'm here today is because of support and all those things. Um, and also giving back to the community, like the things that I've done in the past, like, you know, I was practicing yoga for maybe just a year, not even a year before I did my teacher training, but now giving back to the community and teaching others, you know, I loved ball and I still love softball so much. And I, I have coached a little bit of it, you know, in the past three years. And I find a lot of happiness in that and giving back to younger kids that are, that have the same passion as well. And, and, you know, have dreams to play collegiate ball and, um, and yeah, like that's kind of what I was saying was like just giving back as well has really helped me um, 
find some peace with what I've been through because it's given me wisdom to like help others. Yeah. And, so, and, um, as a very act of giving back, is that how your podcast originated? You have a podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Podcast, um, is, or it has originated from like, it's about mental health. And I was feeling this urge to start talking about mainly um, like addictions and also eating disorders. Um, I felt like there's a lot of people that are uneducated about certain topics when it comes to mental health um, and especially food disorders. Um, I think that there can be a lot of judgment and I know that there's a lot of judgment in our world when it comes to certain things um, like you know, addictions or where it's a disease that people struggle with that people just don't understand because they've never been through it themselves. So, and I totally respect that because, you know, it's hard to understand if you don't go through it. So I just wanted to get the conversation started when it came to anxiety and depression and addiction, you know, to alcohol and drugs and, um, and to over exercising over and under eating like everything um under the sun when it comes to mental health mm -hmm. and i've was really inspired to get it going because i've met so many people in the past like three years that i have really connected with that has helped that have helped me um just through my hardships and um that I'd be able to connect with and like relate to and also learn from as well, because there's some things that people have gone through that I don't, I don't know what it's like to go through that, but they have opened my eyes and taught me a lot. So that's why I wanted to start the podcast. Cause I was like, if I'm learning all this stuff and I'm connecting with all these people, I want others to experience this as well. So yeah. Amazing, and what's it called? Um, it's called the Soulful, um, the Soulful Podcast. Amazing, and we will link it in the show notes. <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, I just, I love you so much, and I'm really grateful that we met and um, that we've gotten the chance to connect and. Um, you've just been like a big sister to me and yeah. And I just, I really admire you cause you know, I guess you could say that like other people that have had, like had that have podcasts and stuff I've been inspired by and yours is I guess one of them too. Cause um, you just, you interview really inspiring people and stuff. And I, yeah, I, wanted to be a part of it of course first of all and then you know um yeah so now I am and yeah oh George I love you too where can people find you pimp yourself out what's your handles where can people find you if they want to follow you my so my personal accounts um at um soul full of self-love um, dual meeting. So like your soul is full of it. And then if you just listen to the way it's said, it's, you're also just so full of self-love. 
and um I yeah so that's kind of why I wanted to choose that name because I just loved the dual like I meaning to it, it too. it's so good and um and then I wanted when I created the podcast I was like well I don't want it to be called the soulful of self-love podcast it's too too long so I was like I'll do the soulful podcast because it's like um you know there's just I'm interviewing unique people and it's very we have soulful chats and they can be deep and they can be sad and and exciting and so that's the name of my podcast account at the soulful podcast um and you can find me on itunes and spotify at the soulful podcast <laughs> or you can search my name georgia lagore <laughs> go follow and subscribe to the soulful podcast yes <laughs> George, I love you and I can't wait to see you soon one day again in the flesh. I know, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, I can't so wait. Freaking epic. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey, and I know others will be inspired. And there is hope for everybody. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs>